Welcome, everyone, to the First Presbyterian Church podcast. We are First Presbyterian in Elizabethtown, Kentucky, and we are glad that you are here listening with us, and we'd love to hear from you. Um, We hope that your day will be blessed, and may the peace of Christ be with you.
Welcome to worship this wonderful day at First Presbyterian of Elizabethtown. We are so glad to see you and to worship together. I'm Chelsea, the pastor here, and if I haven't met you yet, I can't wait to meet you. Please do take a moment to fill out the connection card that's on the back of your bulletin so that we can know that you were here and follow up with you. It's a tear-off card, and you can put it in the offering plate when it comes by later in the service. If you're worshiping online, please do say hi in the comments so we can know that you are here uh, and interact with you, and we're glad that you're joining us if you're online. You'll see in your bulletin that there are a variety of ways to connect with us and to build community and follow uh, the path of discipleship here through the church. Uh, those are listed in your bulletin, and I just want to highlight a couple of things. Uh, today at 2 o'clock, unless there's a big thunder, I don't know what, what our rain plan is, but... Okay, rain or shine, there will be a turtle walk talk today at 2 o'clock at the E-Town Sports Park uh, at the Soccer Pavilion. So that will be a lot of fun. Dr. Gerard will share the joy of turtles with uh, any and all, and it should be fun for all ages. Uh, you'll see in the bulletin, too, that we're planning a block party for August Fifth, I think is the date, if I remember correctly. Uh, and we're in need of grills and people to grill. So um, I'm going to be gone for the next couple of weeks, but if you all can organize yourselves while I'm gone and come up with, you know, enough grills to feed, I don't know, a lot of people, uh, that would be great. Uh, other ways to serve the community are in the bulletin, and you can read about those. And, oh, don't forget tools for school. Uh, there should be a bulletin insert about that. If not, there's an announcement about it. Uh, we're collecting school supplies, one, and two, uh, money to buy outfits and shoes um, for kids who are in need of new outfits and shoes to go back to school. So work on that. Let us continue to worship the God who is worthy of all our praise.
Good morning. Please read responsibly to the invitation to worship. We are called to love the Lord our God. We are called to love with all our heart and soul. We are called to love the Lord our God. We are called to love with all our mind and strength. We are called to love the Lord our God. We are called to love our neighbor as ourselves. Come, let us love our God and share God's love in this time of worship. We are people of worth and value. 
when we honestly acknowledge the shame and guilt of our lives, there is a possibility of transformation. Let us pray, putting our trust in the accepting grace of Christ. Merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with all our whole heart and mind and strength. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry. In your mercy, forgive what we have been. Help us to amend what we are and direct what we will be, that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. No matter where we are, God is there. No matter what we have done, God forgives. No matter our reluctance to accept God, God has accepted us. With that assurance, receive forgiveness and live in fullness and in hope. Thanks be to God. Amen. The peace of Christ be with you. I guess I didn't have to tell them. Peace of Christ be with you. <laughs> sometimes we do. Yeah, sometimes we don't. Okay. Let them do it, they'll eventually figure it out. Okay. <laughs> Come join me on this front pew. Join me and Miss Candy. Hey, how are you? Good, thanks. Hi, Harmonia. Do you want to sit here or down there? Do you want to sit right here, or right here by Harmonia? You can sit there. So we've been talking about the Bible the past few weeks, and last week with Herman and y'all were here, so I'll do a little reminding. There's a book in the Bible called the Book of Psalms. Can you say Psalms? Psalms. And it's a book of poetry and prayers, and it's wonderful. Now, there's a long poem, Psalm 119, and it talks about God's word. And one thing it says is the verse we talked about last week, which you guys weren't here, but yeah. Want to read it for us? The word is a lamp 
Your word is a lamp for my feet. That was like a lamp. Good, I tried really hard. Thank you. It's a good lamp. You So your word is a lamp to my feet. What does that mean? Is the Bible a flashlight? Is there any light coming out of it? Can I shine some light under here? Can I shine a light at you? <laughs> There's enough reflection. Can I shine the light at you? Is there a light coming off of it? Is the Bible a flashlight? You're a light? Is that what you're saying? Okay, that. Okay, yep, okay. So your word is a lamp to my feet. What does that mean, you think? If the Bible's not literally a flashlight, what does it mean? Yeah, that's exactly right. It's a light for the way that you should follow. It helps us know where to go. And another verse from Psalm 119 says this about the Bible. Can I read that one? <laughs> I'll read it. Your word is so pleasing to my taste buds. What does that mean? It's sweeter than honey in my mouth. What do we think that means? Honey. Do you guys like honey? Is it sweet? Now, the Bible, should I eat it? That'd be weird, right? <laughs> so it's not literally sweet. I'm not going to lick it. Please don't. <laughs> I don't think I could taste it. So what do we think this means? Your word is sweet like honey. Sweet like honey. Honey is good, right? Your word is good advice, yeah. Your word is beautiful, maybe. Your word is just nice, like honey. Nice and tasty. Lydia, can I see that? Well, what do you think? If you were to write your own verse about the Bible, what would you say? What is the Bible like? Job, so sweeter than honey. What else is the Bible like? Why is the Bible important? When do we read the Bible? To show the way of God. What does your picture say? Why do you think the Bible is important? Because it can tell us about God and other stuff. Yes. Ooh, the Bible is like a symphony to my ears. I love that. It makes lots of different notes, but they all kind of come together to talk about God's love for us and for the whole world. That's awesome. Thank you, guys. Okay, so let's pray. You ready? Let's do our clap. One, two, three, clap. Dear God, thank you for your word, which is a lamp for our feet, a light for our path, sweeter than honey, and like a symphony to our ears. Thank you for showing us your love and help us to show your love to others. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, you guys can
go to class or back to your families. Our scripture reading this morning is from Luke chapter 11, verse 27 and 28, on page 1264 in your pew Bible, if you'd like to follow along on seeking signs. While Jesus was saying these things, a certain woman in the crowd spoke up. Happy is the mother who gave birth to you and who nursed you. But he said, happy rather are those who hear God's word and put it into practice. Our second scripture reading comes from the letter to the Ephesians on page 1428 of your pew Bibles. It's chapter 6, verses 10 through 20. Let us listen for the word of God. Finally, be strengthened by the Lord and his powerful strength. Put on God's armor so that you can make a stand against the tricks of the devil. We aren't fighting against human enemies, but against rulers, authorities, forces of cosmic darkness, and spiritual powers of evil in the heavens. Therefore, pick up the full armor of God so that you can stand your ground on the evil day. And after you have done everything possible to still stand. So stand with the belt of truth around your waist, justice as your breastplate, and put shoes on your feet so that you are ready to spread the good news of peace. 
Above all, carry the shield of faith so that you can extinguish the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is God's word. Offer prayers and petitions in the Spirit all the time. Stay alert by hanging in there and praying for all believers. As for me, pray that when I open my mouth, I'll get a message that confidently makes the secret plan of the gospel known. I'm an ambassador in chains for the sake of the gospel. Pray so that the Lord will give me the confidence to say what I have to say. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Would you pray with me? Come, Holy Spirit, move among us. Open us up to receive your word for us today. Make us ready to receive. Make us open to receive and give us the courage to do your word. We pray in Christ's name. Amen. Our lives move fast, don't they? Does it seem to anyone else like things move faster now than they did 10, 20, 30, 40 years ago? Like somehow clocks have all sped up. They say that when you become a parent, the days are long, but the years are short, and that's something I've noticed to be true. I think as we get older, too, time speeds up, but this is more than that. I think in our culture, the time we're living in, things just move fast. Some of that is the speed of technological advances. You know, 10, 20 years ago, we didn't all have computers in our pockets at our disposal. We had to use things like landlines and phone books. Things have changed, and they're changing even faster. We have hectic schedules, some of us, or if we don't, we know people who do. And maybe if we don't have hectic schedules, it feels like maybe we should, like we're missing out on keeping up with everything. The news cycle moves fast, fast, fast. In today's culture, what is new is what is good. But in that kind of pace that we're living in, religion, faith, spiritual practice don't make all that much sense anymore, maybe. But to you, yes, you're still here. But doesn't time feel a little bit different here in this sanctuary, in our homes, when we're worshiping? Religion has the sense of slowness to it which is just 
in opposition to everything about our culture. To slow down and become like Jesus takes time, and who has the time anymore? There is no easy button or fast pass for the spiritual life. It takes time and investment. And if you want to know God, if you want to change your life, to be changed by God, you're going to have to take the time, slow down, get to work. We move so fast, it's like we're not grounded at all. At least it feels like that in my own brain. Any spare moment, I pick up my phone and start scrolling. And I can feel the buzzing in my brain, seeking those little dopamine hits on my phone. Does spiritual practice still fit into our lives with this hectic pace? Are we grounded in God? Can we connect with God truly? the way that we are living. Are you able to connect with God? Maybe speed isn't the barrier or something else. But still, I think there's this rootlessness, this groundlessness, this kind of wafting on the wind at fast speeds that is our culture these days. Now, in Ephesians... We hear of a faith and a spiritual practice that I think many of us want. The writer of Ephesians talks about standing firm no matter what happens, being ready for the darkness and the forces of evil in the world. And there's that beautiful image of putting on the full armor of God, having the belt of truth, justice as your breastplate, and shoes on your feet so you can spread the good news of peace, carrying the shield of faith and the helmet of salvation. The last part, too, talks about offering prayers and petitions in the Spirit all the time. Now, how do we get this kind of faith? How do we put on the armor of God? It seems like self-evident, maybe, but it's really not, like if you think about it. We want to pray in the Spirit all the time, but what does that mean? This kind of faith is sturdy, it lasts, it endures, it stands firm. How can it be ours? How can we be people who stand firm in our convictions, in our love for the world and for others? Now, there's a couple things I want to address about this passage to the Ephesians. First of all, it talks about forces of cosmic darkness and the tricks of the devil and staying firm against those. Now, there might have been a time when that kind of talk didn't make sense to us. Cosmic darkness. But in Bible study the other day, it made sense to a lot of us, the world that we are living in, so divided, so fraught, so violent. I think it does make sense. Don't we know that we live in hard times? 
Maybe people have always lived in hard times, but there are problems that are bigger than any one of us. Racism, economic disparity, hatred of any kind, and even just seemingly simple problems like the lack of affordable housing in Hardin County. These are things that have a power to them that is bigger than just us. Do you know what I mean? These problems in the world that we can feel easily overwhelmed by. So these are the reasons we need to be grounded. Because how can we keep hope in a better world when the forces of darkness and destruction overwhelm us? The other thing that I want to talk about from this passage are, is the military imagery, the armor imagery. Again, there may have been a time where I wasn't really into it, might have bristled at it. I tend to be more of a pacifist or nonviolent person or attempt to be, really. But in today's world, it makes sense, and I want that armor. And all the things that it lists are defensive items, things to protect you from those forces. The only offensive item is the sword of the spirit, which is God's word. Not meant to harm others, but to protect, to build up. So there are forces of darkness at work in the world. Sin is, in fact, real. We can't forget that in our lives, in our society, in our world. And Paul, or whoever wrote Ephesians, says, put on the armor of God. I think one way we put on the armor is to find grounding in our fast-paced world. And we've been talking about the Bible the last few weeks, so we're going to talk about the Bible again. Scripture, reading scripture, is one marvelous way that we can put on that armor to resist and to stand firm. Reading scripture once or twice may not bring any immediate revelations, but over time, we're shaped by it like water running through a ravine or running over a stone, slowly, 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 we are changed. But again, we don't like things that take time, so we have to counter that and sit in the slowness and the stillness. And when we do, we are, we are changed. When we dwell in God's word, God's word dwells in us. When you dwell in God's word, God's word dwells in you. So the last two weeks, I've been encouraging you to read your Bibles, to study your Bibles, and I'm encouraging you again. That's kind of the whole point of this little series. But when we read it and engage with it and apply it to our lives, it becomes part of us. We find grounding slowly. So are you open to trying? Are you open to just opening your Bible, coming to it? What if nothing immediate happens? Will you give up or will you keep going? 
slowness, unfortunately, for our brains is required. That's part of why I'm going to be off for the next three weeks. After two years plus of COVID, I realized I just need an extended time to be with my family and to connect with God uh, in a way that I'm not normally able to in the day-to-day hustle and bustle. Now, having a three-week vacation is an incredible privilege, and I thank you for it and for everyone who will be leading worship while I'm gone. But while I'm gone, what about you? How can you take that slowness, that stillness, that break for five minutes, one minute even? 90 seconds of prayer or scripture reading is better than zero seconds. When you root yourself in God, you will grow. When you dwell in God's word, God's word will dwell in you, and you will be changed, and you will be strengthened. The armor of God will be yours to help you withstand the forces of this world that threaten goodness and justice and peace. May we seek God's word today and always. Amen. We come now to our time of the offering. That's who's getting up, our offering passers. You can give in the plate. You can give online. If you're visiting us with us for the first time, we don't expect you to give. Just know that your presence is welcome and you are our guests. Um, please do, if you have filled it out, put your connection card in the offering plate when it comes by. We give to carry out God's word, to be God's word, because our gifts together make a difference through this church in our community and the world. I've highlighted before, but I want to highlight again that we have a really wonderful, thriving creation care ministry. Yesterday, we had a class on prairies and different varieties that, of plants that you can plant in a prairie. Prairies help soak up uh, and store in the ground so much carbon in the air, and they do great things for the environment. And they're beautiful, too. Uh, if you check out our prairie out that way, it's coming more and more in bloom every day. And today, of course, as I said earlier, we have that turtle walk talk. So a great way to encourage kiddos and turtle lovers of all ages uh, to connect with nature. And hopefully that love of nature and wild things encourages us to take care of the earth that God has given us. So that's part of what your gifts go to. And let's bring our gifts together now for the good of the world God loves.
every week we join our prayers together. If you have prayer requests you'd like to share with me or the prayer list, there is a yellow prayer request card in your pew rack, and you're welcome to just give that to me after the service if you have prayer requests. So now let us join our hearts together, slow down, center on God in the silence of our hearts, and lift our prayers for the community and the world and those we know. Let us pray. Holy God of healing and peace, we thank you for life and health, for morning and evening, for sun and the chance of rain and drought, for turtles and snakes and bees and butterflies, for all you give us to sustain life. We thank you most of all for Jesus who died and rose again to make real the promise of new life. We ask, O oh God, for a church that ministers every day to bring together people in your name. Give us hearts that turn away from judgment. Give us minds that recognize injustice. Give us hands that are open to answer your call. Hear us, O oh God, as we pray for your church. Oh God, you have called into being many marvelous nations, a wonderful world of difference and culture, and we pray for their well-being for everyone around the world, for leaders and workers, teachers and soldiers, scholars and artists and parents and peacemakers. We pray for nations and people torn apart by violence, especially Ukraine. We pray for nations and peoples experiencing disasters, natural or man-made. Oh God, may your way be known in all the lands, and may your joy overflow everywhere. Hear us, O oh God, as we pray for the world. God, turn our hearts to respect and honor those who are not like us, to see peoples of every culture and nation as your children. Help us to see all your children and to see their needs. We pray for bodies and spirits to be healed. We pray for those who are in pain, for those who are grieving, those awaiting surgery, those sitting at the bedsides of those awaiting death. 
in the silence of our hearts, O oh God, we pray for your people, especially those whose names we know and lift up to you. Hear, O oh God, our prayers for your people. God, we pray today for children in our communities as they are in this summertime. Bless their play and their work. Help them to grow and have fun, and most of all, to be safe. Help them to be happy and whole. Hear us, O oh God, as we pray for the children all around us. O oh God, we give you thanks for everyone who has taught us how to read and listen to your word how to answer your call, your desire for our lives, everyone who has taught us to teach and proclaim your love to others. We give you thanks and we place our prayers in your hands and everyone we have prayed for. You hold them and you know them. Bless them and all who have needs that only you can know. In thanksgiving for your healing and your grace, for all your gifts, we pray this in the name of the one God, together saying, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen.
to join us for fellowship time right back that way in that room uh, for coffee and snacks. We would love to chat with you and enjoy time together. And as we go, go home and find your copy of God's Word if you don't have one. I've got extras and I'm happy to give you one. Read it. Think about it. Talk about it. Let it be written on your heart. Let the story in it become your story, because it is. Let it become your guide for living every day, a symphony for your ears. And as you read, may God bless you and speak to you and call you. May God's Spirit work through these words to direct you, empower you, comfort you, and challenge you. And may the peace of God be with you always. Amen. Thank you.